Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. When I work out, I go hard. But the harder you go, the more tired you get, right? Your body and your breathing slow down. What if we could dial up the intensity and sustain our workouts? Training Mask will get you there. Training Mask is the industry leader in the development of performance breathing. Better breathing can help burn fat, build muscle, and improve your workout. Look, when we want stronger biceps, we train with weights. The resistance pushes your muscle. Training Mask provides resistance to your respiratory muscles, which control your airflow. What does this all mean? We can go harder, faster, and longer without the fatigue. Dial up the intensity, boost stamina, and maximize recovery time. Training Mask is what separates good fitness from athletic excellence, and you can learn more at trainingmask.com. Professional athletes and personal trainers use it, and so can you. Let's add more horsepower to our workout. Visit trainingmask.com. That's trainingmask.com. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer Mark Henry and I talk about CM Punk. Obviously, his return back into pro wrestling, him on WWE backstage, how Mark likes that role for CM Punk. Also, his sit-down interview with Colin Cowherd, and Mark has some interesting things to say about Punk, and obviously, Colin Cowherd. We get into Becky Lynch and her comments about the brand's and Survivor Series that you'll find very interesting. We get into the AEW and NXT ratings for Week 8. Finally, NXT gets the victory. And we get into Survivor Series and War Games this weekend. And which brand will reign supreme after Sunday? All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. There is one thing I wanted to talk to you about and get your take on, and that is CM, CM Punk on WWE Backstage, his first real episode this past Tuesday night, and uh, CM Punk breaks his silence, and, uh, you know, not only with WWE Backstage, but, you know, even, like, when you look at what he's been able to do and just really get people to talk, get people fired up, and, and again, all the all the rumors and innuendos, the hopes of the fans as well. I mean, who knows if we'll ever see him in the ring? Who knows if a year from now we're talking about CM Punk being back in the ring? But how do you feel about CM Punk at least being back in the world of pro wrestling? You know, I, I would say, don't hope in one hand and pee in the other and see which one fills up first. <laughs> CM Punk is not there to wrestle. Um, if he does down the road, that would be cool. That would be really, really good. I think that it would be great um, for him to find somewhere where it's home for him, where he doesn't feel like he's handcuffed by the system, which regardless of what wrestling brand in the world you're on, you're going to be handcuffed by the system because you can't base the show around one person you have to get multiple people over so people have 
uh, a vast array of choices. And um, I think that his interview style is pretty damn good. I like the the reactions that he got. I like the conversations that he had back and forth with Renee. And Renee is actually really good at asking tough questions and keeping it light. Is she not? Is she not like really, really good? Have come into her own. Yeah, I, I, uh, I said this earlier in the week, Mark. Like I was upset about her leaving commentary on Raw and SmackDown mm. because I really thought that she was coming into her own. And you know, listen, she was new to it. She didn't have a lot of uh, experience in it. And it was a bit of a rough start for her, but she was really getting into a groove. She was really getting good at it. And then she got pulled, and I was upset about that. But seeing her on WWE backstage, like, you can tell that's the role that was perfectly custom fit for somebody like her. Yeah, I, I think it was customly fit for her. But, you know, even her announce table style uh, I thought was great, but I did not like her analyzing the wrestling. I like her calling it and putting spins on it and giving, um, breaking it up and, and letting Michael Cole or letting um, one of the uh, one of the other on air talent to di- to to diagram and, and and to break down what's going on in the ring, and not have her her main reactions was oh my god, why would he do that? I can't believe that. Like you can only do so much of that in three hours. And uh, but her doing what she's doing now, she should have been asking Michael Cole, Michael, I don't I never wrestled before. Tell me, what is he doing? Why is it, you know, like ask the questions and the interview style. But that's not the way the route that they went. And there were people that were actually uh, negatively critical about her at the announce table. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there was. Well, you know that, that Mark, that everybody, especially with social media, it's more negativity than being positive. And she even addressed it on social media that, hey, I'm new to this. I'm not used to this. It's going to be a, a bit of a rocky road to start. But like I said, I think on WWE backstage, like you said, like the way she interviewed Punk in that sit down. I mean, she's just excellent. And you can tell she has that personality and charisma about her that she's going to bring out things in an interview that other hosts aren't able to do. No, and and her knowledge is not just entertainment or not just wrestling. She she's very versed. Like she's a smart, exposed woman. And we talk all the time, mostly about food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always got to bring it back to food. But she she started learning how to cook, and like she'll call me and ask me about uh, different execution and philosophy on cooking, and and I I love that. Like she she's a good friend, and I John, who I, I just can't say enough about, is a good guy. Is as much as uh, I'll let uh, his character be that character, but uh, he's very understanding too. He's been around the world a lot. And, and they're smart people, and uh, I like that. And I, I look forward to seeing the success for both of them uh, coming up this year. Now, you mentioned Renee, obviously, but what about Punk? Now, you know, like you said about hope, and you can have all the hope you want. doesn't mean it's going to happen. Right, right now, he's working for Fox, not the WWE. He's on this show. 
he showed on Tuesday night that he's willing to be critical. How do you like CM Punk in this role? I, I love him in his role, and this is this is what I wanted to hear. But I don't want him to be so hypercritical uh, that he doesn't find the joy in wrestling. That that's the thing. Like you know, like I was disappointed when all we heard was I don't watch. And it was cool to yeah. see him say, hey, I'm catching up on, you know, a few years of wrestling. And, you know, there's some things that I really liked. And he really loved the women's movement. But he didn't want to dwell on it being a women's movement. He wanted to talk about the wrestling just being good. And you can't have um, – you can't play both sides of the fence. Like – you, you have to respect the fact that there was a time in this world when women did not get a fair shake in wrestling. Yep. And they were not in main events. And there's some people that I've heard, I've heard it from their mouth, that they are not happy with the women still um, main eventing in front of them because they feel like a man should main event wrestling. And I'm like, you're a sexist. And... I think that that mentality is going to have to be broken with not just um, a lot of those faithful, but, you know, the, the wrestlers that are are saying those things. And I'm not, you know, throwing anybody under the bus. I'm just saying that philosophy has got to change. I mean, how many times have we said, wow, they should have had that match in the main event? And then two years ago, it started to happen. And, and that's that's – Evolution, and that's what they were called, evolution. And um, I I think that that's something that Punk is going to have to focus on rather than, um, you know, oh, it's just just say what it is, it's good wrestling. No, it's good wrestling, but it's women that have evolved in a way that has made it more successful. Yeah, and I think, like, when it comes to CM Punk and – you know, he has made comments recently that he doesn't watch. He's just not into it anymore. And now this is going to be his job. He's going to have to watch. And and maybe by watching it more, and listen, he doesn't like the high production, you know, which is the WWE way, then maybe, you know, he talks more about NXT and says, you know what, Raw and SmackDown's not my cup of tea. I'm more of an NXT guy because it's more of, like, the professional wrestling that I fell in love with as, as, as opposed to to the sports entertainment, and I think there's a balance there. But maybe watching it again, Mark, he'll fall back in love with pro wrestling again. I hope he does. Um, and and I, I think I heard you mention that you think that uh, if CM Punk was to go back to wrestling, that he should go to uh, NXT. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think a point of contention is the fact that Hunter is over there, and Hunter is running it. And that they they haven't seen eye to eye on a lot of things. Like, you know, to to put it simply, it's oil and water over there. So um, they would be very divisive. The only way that that would work and, and is to make it a divisive show. To put him in a situation where he is, I don't like nothing that you're doing. Uh, these guys have evolved despite you running this deal and as a storyline and them working around it. And we will be the ones that would benefit because that would be some very good television. 
Mark, Mark, why do you think that they're like oil and water, Triple H and, and CM Punk? Because you figure with their work ethic, the way that they really love the foundation of pro wrestling and you know, I, I think Triple H is another example of a guy who, you know, he was an NWA guy back in the day. He, he fell in love with wrestling through the NWA. He's, he's more of that quintessential pro wrestling guy. Why do you think Punk and Triple H are like oil and water? I think leadership and control. Uh, Punk believes that people evolve in wrestling because of their talent and their instinct and their ability to grasp and that's a lot of there's a lot of truth to that. There's a lot of instinctive things. Once you learn how and you learn why and when to do things, you can go out there without a lot of direction and let your artistic nature lead who you're gonna be in the ring. The WWE and every other company tends to give a framework of what they want. This is what we like. This is what we want to happen. How that happens, it could happen organically by accident. There's a lot of times that things happen by accident, but then there's also the structured environment where, look, we really need to do it just like this because it leads to something six months from now. Mm -hmm. So we need to have it this way. Punk is not a this way guy. Hunter is a this-way guy. Vince is a this-way guy. And there's always going to be a little miscommunication. Well, not miscommunication. There's going to be a lot of disagreement in philosophy. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. Uh, Colin Cowherd, he used to not be able Boo. to help killing pro wrestling, but now he's a big <laughs> fan now that uh, WWE is a part of the Fox family. And he sat down with CM Punk, and we're going to play some of the audio from that in a little bit. But, I mean, how do you feel about, like, a Colin Cowherd? Because, like, yes, he's somebody that bashed pro wrestling for a long time, never liked it, never understood it. But now he's talking criticized to Punk. It. Yeah, criticized it for sure. Now, when somebody like him now is talking about it and being positive about it, do you think that, do you look at that as a good thing or is it kind of hypocritical? I think it's hypocritical. I think he's only doing it because the bosses at Fox are like, hey, the WWE is doing a show called Backstage, and they signed this uh, huge talent that's boosted the ratings and, and on the show, and uh, we want you to bring him on and have a conversation with him. Oh, I love wrestling, Pastor. He don't love wrestling. I, I, I'm, I'm a radio guy. If you get in the car with me, any city in the world, I'm listening to sports talk radio. You know how many times I've tried to call in to talk to Colin, talk to Gottlieb, and I can't even remember the guy's name. He was with CBS, and he used to have the real raspy voice. The oh, uh, Scott Farrell? Yes. And he, he made a, a comment about wrestling, and it just pissed me off. I had a horrible drive, man. I was driving down the highway dangerous. I could have hurt somebody. <laughs> Like, wow! Don't mess with my wrestling. Like I'm, I, I, like I don't mess. I don't piss in their cornflakes because whatever they like. 
Like, why, why would you assassinate something that so many people love? Yeah. And enjoy. And it brings joy. You know, Man, you talked about it the other day, Dave. The guy called in and said, listen, the only reason that I have Sirius XM and pay that every month is because I get to listen to Busted Open every day. It's the only reason I have it. And there's a place. And, yeah, we know, and it's been announced, that wrestling is sports entertainment. Wrestling is a pre it's a it's a, a predetermined business. We know what's going to go on. And they like, oh man, do don't people know that it's phony? <laughs> with the with the fake laugh and the, I just it, it it burns under my skin. And for Colin Cowherd to go on that show with Punk which he's probably read a bio and watched a couple of YouTube clips, and he plays the punk like he was a big wrestling fan, I just kind of have to call bullshit. Like, I, I don't like that. Just go on, and, go on with punk and say, hey, uh, haven't been a big wrestling fan. I mean, it's good to see that wrestling is such an iconic and dominant business in the world of entertainment today, but... Uh, it just never was my thing. And then you know what Punk can do? Punk can say, that's cool. It's, it's not for everybody. And he, you, can, you can allow Punk to try to sell you on what it takes to be a wrestling fan. And there's many different types of wrestling fans. Well, he's a guy that for years, for years, referred to wrestling fans as booger eaters. This is right. like Colin Cowherd used to say. So like yeah, I remember you know, so it's hard like for you and I that have heard him make these comments for years. Now all of a sudden, because pro wrestling is a part of Fox and FS one, that now he has to play nice. And he even said like during this interview and this sit down with CM Punk that, oh, a year ago I went to my first show and it was great and I couldn't believe the athleticism and all that. It's just that it's one thing to say, I don't like it. I don't get it. It's not my cup of tea. It's another thing to call the people who like it and watch it and are entertained by it, by referring to them as booger eaters. That's taking yeah. it. That's taking it to another level. That That's taking it way too far. And Colin Cowherd's assistant and producer, um, Greg Tui is a friend of mine. And we talked about that one time. It was like, man, uh, Colin is, is a big fan of wrestling. Uh, no, not not so much. <laughs> and I was like, you know what, man? Like, um, I don't care that he's not a fan, but what I do care about is people running wrestling down. And um, he was like, well, you know, I can't control Colin. Colin is his own man, you know. I work for him. And I was like, no, no, no shade. I'm not, you know, criticizing you. I know that you have nothing to do with it because I know Tui is a wrestling fan and 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 understands it at least. And uh, I think that that's what most people need to do that are not fans of wrestling. Just understand that there are people that are sensitive. Yeah, and I'm one of those people. Well, don't run something down because you don't know anything about it. And again, like I, I hate going back to social media and bringing up things that were said in the past. But when it comes to our sport that we love and you have somebody who now all of a sudden is going to praise it when he used to kill it in the past. I'm going to go back to a tweet 
that Colin Cowherd had sent out back in 2012 because he was getting a lot of flack about the booger eater comment. And a lot of wrestling fans were upset about it. And he sent this tweet out as an apology. He said, sorry if you wrestling fans misunderstood me before. I didn't say you were booger eaters. I said you were lonely, pathetic booger eaters. That's a tweet mm. from Colin Cowherd back in 2012. Yeah, I remember all that stuff. And, and, and it's hard for me to forget it. That's why I'm I'm like not on the Colin bandwagon because now he's kissing wrestling's ass because he's told to. It's like, you know, of all the shows, there's so many good shows on Fox, you know, and Colin Colin is a great columnist and yeah. and has a great show as as it pertains to uh sports and I've learned a lot from listening to Colin, but as it relates to wrestling, you know, I don't want him to be a part of what I love because I know he's condescending and and his his true thoughts on, on our business and, you know, stay in your lane. You know, the, to quote the great and smart and almighty <laughs> ball, like, stay in your lane. And that's where, what he needs to do. Like, please don't have any more wrestlers. If you want to have a wrestler go on his show, send me. <laughs> that'll, that'll be a sh- that'll be it'll be a really short show, or it's, <laughs> it's going to be a historically eye-opening show. Well, either way, it would be very entertaining. Whether it was short or long, uh, it would be entertaining. But at the same time, like you said, Colin Coward is a great writer, great host. The sit down with CM Punk actually was really good because he is a great interviewer too, and you can't take that talent away. Maybe he's been converted. Maybe now he is a pro wrestling fan or at least looks at it better or respects it a little bit more because now it's in his wheelhouse because it is on Fox and Fox paid a lot of money. So whether he likes it or not, he has now forced Mark to talk about it. I think that's that's like a a really good thing. It's like one of those validating things where um, I, I recently watched uh, Dolomite. Mm-hmm. On on Netflix, and there was a bunch of DJs that would not play Dolomite stuff because they said it was crass, it was vulgar. That you know you just don't sing well, you know. And when he was trying to do music, and it came back once he made it, and he was a mainstream name not only in music and comedy, but uh, he started to produce his own movies. He went back to that radio station. And the DJ had to play his stuff, and and he kind of looked at him, and and he and the, the DJ was like, "Okay, you 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 were right." And sometimes that's that's what I'm I I feel like I hope happened. Um, I'm thinking that it happened because he's had to eat a little crow. Yeah, and and it's validating to see him entertain wrestling on his show yeah and it's he also said i mean even just a couple years ago that pro wrestlers weren't good enough athletes to play other sports so hard oh man please please have me on (laughs) you know you know i'm gonna you know i'm gonna reach out to a few people that i know at fox uh 
Yeah. And and say, hey, man, I want to go on Colin's show and, and debate wrestling. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com slash busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com slash busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. Let's get in uh, to to the interview with Colin Coward because CM Punk talked to Colin and, and, and actually Colin Coward had some really good questions. And one, when it refers to WWE backstage, if, you know, CM Punk is worried about upsetting the WWE. Are you concerned that as a no-filter guy, that's not only your brand, it's who you are, that you could upset the WWE? I just said that, I'm not concerned about it. I think that's honestly the appeal of the job, right? You know, we're going to pay you to come here and be an analyst, and you get to critique the old place you work at, you know? And I'm I'm not here just to be a spoiler, and I'm not here to pour gasoline on anything and just set everything on fire. Like, I, I think deep down, I loved pro wrestling as a kid, and I think it could be better. And I always voiced my concerns and criticisms while I work there. And now I don't work there. And now I can't get in trouble for it. Actually, listening to Colin Coward, he kind of sounds like Kevin Meany a little bit. <laughs> Just realize that listening to him, he sounds a little like Kevin Meany. Where's your big pants? <laughs> oh, why, why don't you go? Why, are you afraid to upset the WWE? Why do you have to always upset the WWE? What did they ever That's do That's not right. <laughs> but I'm telling you, as it relates to sports, mm-hmm. he's superior. He, he's one of the elite guys that run that run that radio sports talk business. He, he's elite. And I'd like to see him put his, get his face put to the fire a little bit and answer some of the criticisms. But I also want to see if how much he really knows or if he just studied for a few segments. Yeah. And now when it comes to punk, and, and you notice, Mark, sometimes you just need to take a break. And Colin asked punk about why he felt he needed to leave at that time. Is it physically daunting? That was part of your exit just needed an emotional, physical break. Yeah, emotional, physical, spiritual. Yeah, absolutely. I was I was a, a shell of myself, and I realized that uh, the little time at home I did get, I, I like you know I couldn't get out of bed. You're right. just like shell shocked. Yeah, you're it, you're tired. Fifty two weeks. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, fifty two weeks. I I mean, I debuted on television two thousand six, and I didn't get a break until I I left. Wow. So, you know, when you and Mark, you know that better than anybody. Seriously, all all kidding aside, you know about that schedule and how tough that schedule could be. And listen, sometimes when your world is consumed by just one thing, at some point you need to escape. You need to take a break. And and Punk definitely did that for almost six years. Yeah. Wrestling is one of those businesses where once you get in it, it's all about that business. Sometimes you have the ability in other businesses and other sports that have off seasons or uh, other corporations where you're allowed to, you know, you're in real estate, then maybe you have a, a drink business. Uh, you can diversify. In pro wrestling, you have no time for anything but pro wrestling. I mean, you live it, 
You eat it, you sleep it, and what little sleep you get. Um, and when he, Punk mentioned said it best, you go home, it's hard to get out of bed. I tell my, my wife all the time, like, you know, when I get off the road, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be on the couch if you're looking for me. I'm, I'm not moving except to go to the gym, go get physical therapy. And everything that you do relates to preparation for when you go back on the road. So you're constantly thinking about only wrestling. Yeah, and sometimes it may be too much. Now, part of his job, obviously all of his job on WWE backstage is to critique what he sees with the WWE, with Raw, with SmackDown, with NXT. And when CM Punk fell in love with pro wrestling, when he first became a wrestler, very different than what we see, say, Friday nights on Fox. You know, kind of yeah. gritty, kind of raw. So uh, Colin asked him if he felt that the WWE is a little bit too overproduced. Uh, I think everything's, it's pro wrestling. It's supposed to be a little bit dirty and a little bit grimy. I think everything's overproduced. And if I could draw a correlation to the NFL, you know, I think it's almost the same across the board. Uh, you know, you look at New York City and Times Square, what it used to be and what yeah. it is now. And now it's just like this giant thing where it's just like overproduced and flashing lights and I feel like I'm going to have a seizure when I walk down there, you know? <laughs> yes. And now they do that with everything and, and you know, I, I think the NFL to an extent is almost the same thing. The referees, you know, like what's a pass interference call? Like what's a roughing call now? They're throwing flags on everything and it's just like let the guys play football and I feel the same way about WWE. Let them wrestle. What let about the, the women and let the men just let them be themselves. You know what I love about this? just these snippets of Colin Cowherd's show that we're playing here today, Mark, is that Punk, you notice how Punk is adapting to Colin? Usually the host will adapt to the guest. The guest is adapting to the host. Like, he's bring, knowing the audience that Punk is talking to, he's relating his answers to what most of the fans that listen to this show will be interested in. Like he told, like he's making the uh, the analogy of the NFL and what's going on with the NFL. Man, I mean, I don't want to lose that perspective because Punk did an amazing job with that answer so that everybody who's watching that show would understand what he's saying. Great job by CM Punk. Well, he also, he tried to, he just tried to cut Punk off. He was like, Punk didn't finish. You can play it again if you want. He was like, what about the women? And he, he, Punk hadn't even finished his statement yet. Like, don't step on a guy that has the forum. The reason that you had him on the show is to have him give you his analysis and points about the wrestling. That's why I want to go on the show, because I won't allow him to push me. Like, he ain't big enough to push me. And not just saying size-wise, I'm talking about his knowledge of the force is not strong enough. I'm Jabba the Hutt. Your foolish mind tricks don't work on me, boy. I would go on that show and I would rip his face off. Like, you can't talk about wrestling because you don't know wrestling. Now, he knows more about this world of radio entertainment and television entertainment, for that matter, than I, than I know. He's probably forgot more than I, I've learned. But as it relates to pro wrestling and telling the truth and being honest about what you should say and how you should understand what you're talking about you need to study you need to understand it and you need to let the person that you have on the show lead the show on that as it relates to that point well also too it's obvious that colin coward had questions he wanted to ask cm punk 
he was probably very produced. And sometimes I can understand that if you have a guest that you're not familiar with. And that's why you got what you got in that last answer. Because he's obviously asking a question that had nothing to do with the answer that CM Punk gave. CM Punk was talking about like that he that he thinks the product right now is a little too overproduced. He likes it a little bit raw. He likes it a little bit gritty. That's what he fell in love with in the first place. And he actually, at the end of Blossed that answer... over it. Yeah, and then at the end of that answer, he actually started talking about, hey, giving the wrestlers a little bit more freedom. And then Collins interrupting his answer to talk about the women. What do the right. women have to do with the answer that CM Punk just gave? Not You're- a damn thing. And I'm saying, let where, what happened to the old CM Punk? I want the old CM Punk to be on that interview. Because the old CM Punk would have said, listen, Colin, I... I I love the match which with you about wrestling, but you're not able to do that with me. That's what the old punk would have said. And the old punk would have said, let's get down to brass tacks. You want to know, is Vince McMahon going to be pissed that I criticize wrestling? Ultimately, right? Yep. Don't you want to know that? Yeah, I, would dominate the, I would dominate the conversation. I wouldn't allow him. I would ask the questions for him that he wants to know because he don't fucking know the questions to ask to make somebody that's a wrestling fan pulled in. He can't pull them in. Excuse me with the F-bomb. I'm my, I'm just saying that that interview was, was good for the non-wrestling fan for radio and for television. Not the real, true Dave LaGreca fan. The real Dave LaGreca is wanting to hear what I'm talking about right now. He want, he want to know, you know what? Did you and your wife ever thought, think that, you know, maybe we'll go back as a package deal once you decide to come back? Because once you left, she left. Like she ended her career basically because you ended your career. That's, that's what I want to know as a fan. You, you want to talk about wrestling? Come on. Let's talk about wrestling. They watered it down. They didn't do the show that everybody would have been talking about for months. They could have done that show, and they didn't. Because he doesn't know shit all about wrestling. That's why it didn't happen. Mark, you're obviously a radio guy now. You're a, you're a media guy now. If you were to ever have CM Punk in front of you, like, let's just say CM Punk's a guest on Busted Open, what would be the first question you would ask CM Punk? The first question I would ask, do you regret not sticking it out and trying to make it happen because you can make it happen? You you can get reprimanded. I would have started entertaining myself if he was at the point to where I never got to the point where I wanted to quit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was disappointed a bunch. But I never got to the point where I was like, man, screw this. I don't, I don't want to be in wrestling no more. The difference between me and Punk is I would have stayed there and I would have did whatever the hell I wanted to do. I was like, hey, man, this shit they talking about, I ain't with it. So if you come out to the ring, we're going to do what I want to do until they fire me. That's, I, I, I'm just saying, that's just the way I would have been. And there's been times where I went to the ring and I wasn't feeling stuff and I did it my way. I got fussed at when I got back, but they was like, good shit. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I want to talk. That's how I would talk to Punk. 
And and Mark, you always had obviously when you were wrestling, you always had a connection with the fans. One of the things that Colin brought up with Punk was about when did he feel he connected with the fans? When was the first moment you knew this is working? I have connected with the American public. The first moment I knew in the WWE that I have connected, but it's also the first moment I knew I was screwed. It was my first pay-per-view. It was November 2006. Uh, I made my pay-per-view debut at Survivor Series. And it popped. And I was in the ring with the Hardy Boys, Triple H, and Shawn Michaels, and 18,000 people in Philadelphia were chanting for me. Wow. And that moment, I, knew, I, I remember looking right at Triple H, and I was like, I'm screwed. Like, they're not going <laughs> to like this. You they're can't. not they're not going to like this. The establishment guy had become the star. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is going to hurt me more than it helps. But it was a cool moment. Why would Punk feel that way? You know, he's in the ring with Shawn Michaels and Triple H legends. And Punk gets the pop. Punk gets the CM Punk chance. And then he knew at that moment that this is a great moment. But at the same time, it's probably me signing my death warrant. Why would CM Punk feel that way, Mark? I had to answer before you started talking. The, the the reason that Punk felt that way is because, not because of him, but because of other guys' ego. It was Hunter's ego. It was Sean's ego. Was bruised that this new kid that never done shit has came in and stole my thunder. I, they should be chanting for me. They shouldn't be chanting for him. He... He's against what we're doing here. That's why. And I've seen it <laughs> too up close and personal, how fragile a guy's ego could be that you're working with and the crowd is cheering for him. And then you, that guy starts going to the office and going, hey, we need to turn the narrative. Like they, the crowd is cheering him. Or the, the, you know, like they they should be cheering me, or they 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 should be booing me, and they're booing. How how can we? We gotta do something to make put it, make him more of a make him more of a heel, and and I'm the baby. Like and and I've I've dealt with that before. That politics of guys uh, wanting to be over and wanting you to be below them in the pecking order, and Punk never put up with that. Like he just was like, "Come on, man! Like, drop your ego." <laughs> and and he, they, they, but that didn't come out in the interview. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. And Mark, you just heard from Becky Lynch, courtesy of WWE.com, basically saying that she doesn't even understand why this is a thing. Like, she doesn't understand the whole brands. The brands aren't loyal to them, so why would we be loyal to the brands? Not exactly the big endorsement for what we're going to see on Sunday, Mark. No, I wouldn't say that it was. I mean, I don't understand how that made the air. I mean, unless it was just some kind of slip-up. Like, you're basically saying that the you don't understand why you're involved in a pay-per-view. Like why that it, why it exists the way that it exists? That, that's not good for sales. Not that I, I'm not from my perspective. 
Well, especially, Mark, since he's in a brand supremacy match. Match. Like, the yeah. match she's in is not a championship match. It's her going up against Bailey and Shayna Baszler. No titles are on the line. It's for brand supremacy. So the fact that Becky's coming on, and it was a WWE.com exclusive to say, like, I don't even know why this is a thing. And listen, it fits Becky's persona. It fits Becky's character. But again, doesn't really get you pumped up for a match when the match is about brand supremacy. That being said, I kind of understand where she's coming from. I don't understand why they're even doing the brand supremacy uh, thing. I think it works for NXT, not so much when it comes to Raw or SmackDown. But I am very interested in this matchup with Bailey, Shayna, and Becky on Sunday, Mark. Well, let me, let me give you my spin on the whole deal. You have the principles that are going to be involved in a pay-per-view. Did you notice that over the last couple of weeks, we've got to see at least 20 or 30 wrestlers that we haven't seen in a long time? Yep. There's a benefit of that, like to remind people that these people exist and they're still there. They don't always get the shine that they need, but the show is not geared towards making everybody happy. It's like you have to go out sometimes and create the story. And uh, that's something that I, I like to see from the house show perspective. You want to get on TV, go to the house show and steal it. Like you just have to work harder to get on TV and to create something. They're going to give some, they're gonna give th- some stuff a shot that um, other people wouldn't get the opportunity to get that shot. There's always been a double standard in wrestling. It always will be. Um, but I'm I'm looking to I'm looking to see who that they showed standing on the sidelines that are running in and breaking up stuff. Like I want to see who's going to shine out of the after Survivor Series because I think it's going number one is going to be Rhea Ripley because she's come on and she's done an unbelievable job of letting everybody know who the hell she is. But what guy is going to stand out? What guy have we seen in this whole thing that is going to shine out of it? And Rhea Ripley obviously involved in that War Games matchup that's taking place on Saturday. And we'll see what happens because you got Saturday and Sunday to talk about when it comes to the WWE. Also, when you talk about Becky Lynch, you know, Becky, not only a big part of Monday Night Raw, but also, she was a big part of NXT on Wednesday. She started the show on Wednesday. Yep. Bully and I talked about it. Would that be enough to finally get a victory for NXT in the ratings? And and the answer is yes. NXT did beat AEW in the ratings. I said they would. I said it yesterday. I said, it's a guarantee. You were right, Dave. There was no doubt about it. I knew that NXT was going to beat AEW. It was a much smaller amount than what I thought, but... A win is a win, and I'm sure Becky Lynch was a big reason for that because Becky Lynch tweeted out she was going to be there. One thing you know for sure, Mark, is Becky Lynch is a star. Becky Lynch right now could be the biggest star in the WWE, even over somebody like Brock Lesnar. I I think so, especially from a marketing standpoint. uh, There's more to be done with a Becky Lynch because she will show up at all of the the uh, upfronts and show up in front of the media. House shows, make all the, everything. Uh, the house shows and the appearances at the hospitals and 
all the charity events and she she's going to do all the work and all the stuff that they wouldn't put on Brock. So she's going to be marketed a lot better, but in front of in front of the fans, people already are starting to clamor more for her than mm-hmm. the other women. And some of it is the arrogance and the the ass kicker mentality, the Steve Austin-esque uh, promos, none of which bothers me. I think it's great for pro wrestling, and Becky should get the attention that she's getting. Yeah, and I think she's a big reason why we saw that win for NXT on Wednesday. Now, we'll have to find out if NXT can take that momentum and build towards it after what we saw this week. You know, and then I think a, a good start is what happens this weekend. They're going to be able to react to that. We'll see if the stars from NXT are really able to shine this weekend. And who who knows? Maybe NXT wins out the weekend, not just on their own takeover show, but on Sunday at Survivor Series. This is a big weekend for NXT. But the momentum started on Wednesday where they finally got a win over AEW. That's huge. Again, not by the percentage that I thought it would be. It was, I think, roughly 23,000 more viewers for NXT than AEW. But that was a much-needed win. A win is a win. Yeah. I mean, if you win by one point, it's a win. Uh, I think that coming out of Survivor Series, if NXT is able to win, then now they get to go on Wednesday and say, we won. And this is how we won. And going forward, we should be thought of as this. And you're actually creating the narrative in which people view you. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music, plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. I'm Mark, let me ask you, man. I mean, because you had an amazing career, a long career. Uh, did you always feel that Survivor Series was one of those special shows during the calendar year for the WWE? I did. Um, one of the things that I used to like was a lot of times in Survivor Series, you got to see the factions go against each other. It wasn't so much the brands going against each other. But it was like, you know, DX going against the nation and the nation uh, going against the Heart Foundation or, you know, like, I I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm dating myself, but I'm just saying, like, it was about a group of guys getting together and saying, you know what, we're going to battle these guys. And this is it's been a while since I've seen it be about uh, the specific shows. Yeah, and, and you know what? This this year kind of reminds me of, and this is another show that you were a part of, Bragging Rights. It was a pay-per-view that only yeah. lasted like a couple years, but it was that was like brand versus brand. It was Raw against SmackDown. Um, and SmackDown, by the way, won both uh, of the events 
in 2009 and 2010. It does feel like this is more like bragging rights than Survivor Series. And it might be more the same. I mean, like right now, you look at who would benefit the most. And we and, and you can say that as far as the brands are concerned, if NXT won, the implications would be unbelievable. Um, but Raw is Raw, and I think SmackDown, they put so much emphasis on SmackDown uh, being on a new network that if SmackDown won, that would be another feather in the hat of Fox. So, um, you know, I think that, you know, the least, the one that would come in last would be Raw. So that, that means that uh, going forward, SmackDown and, and NXT would be uh, still not the feature show, mm-hmm. but they would be in the conversation for being the feature show. All right, so let me ask you. With Survivor Series, you got Team Raw versus Team SmackDown versus Team NXT in both the women's division and the men's division. Who do you think should come out the winner? Should it be NXT coming out the winner? Because that's your new show that you're really trying to push. And obviously, they've done a good job of pushing that. Should it be Team SmackDown? That's probably your big show now because it's on Fox or the oh, old shit. standby Team Raw. You know what, Dave? I, 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 if if it was left up to me, I would say NXT because now you can have the NXT stars stand proudly with their chest pushed out, saying that we belong that we're not a developmental brand, that we stand alone as the best of the best with the best of the best, and we're taking, we're taking all comers. That, that means a lot. And especially when you're in a fight already and you're in a battle and a war, if you will. Uh, war is a pretty serious word to be used, but uh, I think these series of battles and competition uh, – should be waged on television and not looked at. Um, NXT shouldn't be looked at as a developmental show like some of the stuff you've heard in the press. All right, let's go back to the nation. Let's go out to Chris in Indiana. Chris, what's going on, buddy? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking the call. You uh, got it, Chris. I don't want to waste too much of your time. Uh, okay, but thanks for I the call. Yeah, thanks, for- Chris. All right, so I'm joking, Chris. Go ahead, please. Go ahead, Jerry, Chris. I'm, I'm kidding. Hey, I, I got to lay this in perspective for you before I ask the question. My son is a what I call a wrestling freak. He's nine years old. He knows anything and everything, watches all the products from Raw to AEW to backstage and spends 24-7 just watching wrestling. I'm taking him to his first live event. I mean, we go to indie shows. I'm taking him to a WWE live deal. We got ringside seats right there in the corner of the entrance in the ring, which I I feel is the best spot. And I wanted to know how do I make this a monumental moment besides just going to the event? I mean, what kind of tips or trades do you guys know of that I can use to maybe get him some autographs or, you know, shake somebody's hand or just, just something that'll make it uh, a lifetime deal. I'll tell you what I, what I, what I do. Whenever I saw a kid with a sign that had a string attached to the sign with a Sharpie on it, I always signed. 
Always. Yeah. Ne- there was never a point. Tell him to make a sign and say, guys, please sign. I'm just a kid. You know, something <laughs> that, that plays on the emotions of the wrestler. You'll see people break character. There's a lot of good men and women with the company. I can tell you right off the bat that Natty Nightheart is going to come and sign it. She walks up, yeah, Ray Mysterio is going to come and sign it because they go to the they go to the corners and they give away the hats, or give away the mask, give away the ears, the little cat ears. So make that make that note. Make a sign. Okay, I'll tie a string to it with a sharpie on it, and and beg and plead. And you'll get a few autographs. Is is the show tonight? No, the so the show is uh, December twenty sixth, and it's a non PV live event. Okay, November. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you're gonna get a lot if you're on the corner. That's what I was hoping for. Yeah, that's what that's what you do. Is that is that All the right, one? Is wait, this, you said December twenty sixth. Yeah, they have the one right after Christmas in Cincinnati, and I'll take some grippos too. All right. I where, mean, where, where, what city is it in? Cincinnati. Oh, it's going to be here in Cincinnati. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to remember that date. And what's your son's name? Cash. Cash? Cash, K-A-S-H. Cash. Okay. Tell him to put his name on the top of that sign, and I'll send him a, um, a mass email out to all wrestlers that are working in Cincinnati. Please sign Cash's sign. Wow. You'll see it on the really? corner. Oh, yeah, dude, I, I'd, I'd appreciate that. That that give me goosebumps. That I, I, that's awesome, man. I, that'd be great. All right, Chris. you're welcome. You get a car, and you get a car. Well, easy. Don't start giving a- stuff away, Chris. <laughs> thanks for the phone call, and that's awesome that you're taking your son. Have a great time. That's that. that I love hearing stories what like a good that, dad. Mark. That's a good. That's a good call. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah, a good I person. Love I love those calls. I love talking to a good person. Let's go talk to a bad person. Hansy in Toronto. I, I joke, Hansy. I joke. Uh, oh, stop oh, I'm it. sorry. We love you, Hansy. How are you, buddy? Long time no speak. What do you mean? I talked to you like a couple of days ago. Did we? I mean, who cares? I'm, I'm not rememberable anyway. <laughs> that's, that's not true. You did not. He's wait a second, Hansy. Hansy, you did not call this week. I don't think this week. I think I called last. Yeah, you know what? You're, you're probably right. I, called, okay. I think I called last week about the CM Punk stuff. See, I remember that. Okay, no, but listen, um, uh, with Survivor Series, listen, I'm looking forward. I think it's gonna it, the matches are going to be insane. Like, you know what I mean? I'm looking forward to the whole weekend. The one thing that I, I, did, not, I'm, I did not like about this build, in my personal opinion, as much as I loved, like, the chaos that was going on, I, I loved how it was all, like, you know, orchestrated and everything like that. Like, it, like it's like the blindsiding, especially this week. I kind of was disappointed at the lack of promos that were supposed to set up these teams. And, like, the like it just seems more like this storyline. And maybe I'm wrong. Hansy, like I, I have to interrupt you, Hansy. You are represent the fan that don't know what the hell they want. No, no, no. The last six months. Stop it. Don't interrupt me. I'm not finished. I'm not finished, Hansy. I'm going to hit the block button. Listen, last month, 
there were two or three people. Oh, there's God, there's so much talking. There's so many promo, one promo, not enough wrestling. And now, oh, here we go again. Now there's too much wrestling and not enough promos. What is it? Okay, no, Mark, okay, I'll explain. I'm not saying that, I'm not talking about um, the, the, the matches with the pro. I'm saying that when you're introducing the NXT guys, right, that I was looking forward to at least the last week to, to at least solidify what this, what this means, what this invasion means. At least some of these guys could um, talk back to Triple H. Like, I, I, I'm saying that Triple H is leading a charge of NXT wrestlers. Like, there's this new hot commodity. What I wanted was guys like Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins to go to the NXT guys. You guys realize that he's leading you right now. A few years ago, we were, we were his NXT guys. And, and look what he's done to us. He's betrayed us, and he hasn't even cared about us. Like, it was, I've been saying that there was a way to go about challenging Triple H in a promo-wise about this whole thing. Because it, even back when Samoa Joe came on the main roster, right, and he was Triple H's heavy, even Michael Cole brought up to Samoa Joe, why would you be helping Triple H? You realize that this Triple H, he turns on his friends. There's a history of it. Like, I would have liked to see that. And I'm kind of disappointed, actually, that William Regal wasn't the guy leading the charge. I know Triple H is the main guy, but you know what? I would have rather had William Regal on my television leading the charge for NXT. He's a better general manager and a better representative, and he's ten times better than Triple H on the microphone, in my personal opinion. Well, here's the thing, Hansy, and I understand. And Hansy, really good call. Good he, call. Yeah. Fired up Hansy. Hansy's I like definitely it. definitely fired up. I, I disagree Wrong. with Hansy on... on I disagree with Hansi when it comes to Regal because, and you know this, Mark, William Regal is just that. He's he's above that. He would never leave the charge for something like that. He's the exactly. general manager. Like, he doesn't have anything to prove. That's the role, and that's the role he does well. Triple H is the guy with something to prove. Hey, there's a little bit of reality to that, too. He's got something to prove to his, you know, his, his to Vince McMahon more than anybody that NXT is one of the main brands. I, I kind of like that because you could take that to another level. You can. And, yeah. and also, you can add to that, after Survivor Series, check out the next three weeks. Now you have guys and girls that have not been on television that were involved in Survivor Series, that were involved in the melees, and you can have them come out and talk. Look what I did. I stood at the front line battling with Raw, battling with SmackDown, and I handed people their ass. Why should I not be a number one contender? Why should I not be in a match against this person? This guy, you know, and, and now you can have those promos that you want. And you can have, okay, you want it? You got it. And now you can make matches and let the, you can hear those talents talk. That's what the point is for all the people being out there at once. Is what I was saying earlier in the show. It's an advertisement for who's there. And also, it's a point where you can actually plug in some of these people after Survivor Series that you haven't got to see in the ring 
And now we'll get to see Rhea Ripley in more of a prominent role. You know, who who is who's she going to battle against? Will it still be Shayna Baszler? Shayna Baszler might not be champion again anymore. I mean, she's not going to lose a title at the uh, at Survivor Series, but she could lose it. She could lose it in at uh, War Games. The next so week, it's, it's, she could lose it on TV if they have a championship right. match. Right. I mean, so because the person means something. So let's let's just pump our brakes a little bit and and allow the show to happen. All right. Speaking of Vince and Triple quit, H, po- quit booking. Yeah. Well, that's what fans do. You do it too. When it comes fantasy. to when you're well, yeah, fantasy book. You do it with the NFL. You want Garrett fired. You want you want Ezekiel yeah, at bench. Right. Come on, fans do that all the time. Uh, let's go out to uh, Omar in New Jersey. Omar, what do you want to say about Vince McMahon and Triple H? Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Good morning, Omar. Long, long as it's not as long as it's not Omar from uh, from Baltimore. No, no, I'm definitely not from Baltimore, Mark. Okay. Listen, guys, uh, so, so just going along with, with the last point, um, I'm just curious to, to get your perspective. Do you guys think that there's any kind of heat behind the scenes? You know, you see a lot of the NXT guys, you know, referencing Triple H as the boss, but overall, everybody works for Vince. Do you think there's any kind of, like, um, any kind of loyalty more to Triple H and, and trying to, like, I don't know, maybe say to black Vince? Thank you. It's coming. Wait, it's it's breaking Uh-oh. up. Omar's breaking Omar's up. Omar's breaking Omar up. Omar, there. Lost... Now we. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, well, you 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 broke up there for a second. What did you say after like the loyalty to Triple H? Oh, so so you guys think that you know the NXT guys and, and some of the other folks are starting to look at Triple H and say that you know he's the man, he's the guy that needs to take over everything and try to fade to Black Vince. All right, Omar. It's coming. Yeah. It's coming. That that's that's a great angle. And and you you don't want to leave that one on the table, but it's still got a long way to go because um, nobody is is turning the tides. When what's going to have to happen is a Kevin Owens, a Samoa Joe, and guys are going to have to say, you know what, I, I don't want to be on Raw or SmackDown. I want to go to NXT. And when you start seeing the dissension, and that's when you'll see that angle take place. But it is a really, really good option, and I hope that the boat don't get missed with that. Well, I mean, you kind of seen it a little bit with Finn Balor, right? I mean, Finn Balor's kind of like come back to home to NXT, and he's made it very clear he wasn't happy on the main roster, and he loves being a part of NXT. So maybe if you see more of that, hey, they, they have, like you just said, Mark, they have the story open with Triple H and Kevin Owens. Does Kevin Owens bite? Yeah. I mean, it, that's that's something interesting that I'm looking forward to. But we on also Sunday. said last week, Dave, just when it was you and I, that how cool would it be to see all the former champions say, you know what, we're going back to NXT, and you have Joe on the show, and you have Kevin Owens on the show, and you have Adam Cole, and you you have Finn Finn Balor on on there. Now you have that's a stable of guys that can. You can put them against each other. You can put somebody together. You can help them elevate other guys. Like, man, it'd be it'd be heaven. And then, like you said before, Mark, then it will no longer be looked at as a developmental brand. Right. I, I'm an NXT guy. I came from NXT. I was a champion the longest. 
You know, like who who was the longest? Seth Rollins was Seth Rollins the longest NXT champion? I believe he was. I have to double check, but I'm pretty sure it was Seth Rollins. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine Seth and Finn and Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe being on NXT? They're not that. They weren't in in the prominent role on the show, you know. So let's see what happens. I mean, I'd love this, especially Kevin and Joe, and it'd be hard to get Seth on there too. Oh, by the way, I think it was Finn Balor who was the longest reigning champion yes. with NXT, two hundred and ninety-two days. Yeah, Seth Rollins was wow. the was the inaugural NXT champion, but Finn Balor has the longest reign. Man, how cool would that be, man? I mean, you tell me how unbelievably cool. And, and, and what else would you want to watch on the NXT with all the guys that they already have? Keith Lee, you know, like that. Leo Rush is doing an unbelievable job. Angel. I mean, you can go down the list of what opportunities that 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 are there. I mean, it is it it would be it would be the new brand. It would be the number one brand if you did that, if you brought those champions. Wow. Back. Think about what you're saying. I mean, that's that's huge what you're saying right now. And 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 they have to find a way. They have to find that key to do that. And again, that's storytelling. And if they can do that, man, I mean, then you're going to have three shows that are going to be tough to beat. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.